Hello, hi, and welcome to another Bullet Points episode of The Emma Gunn Show. I am your host, Emma Gunn Awardner, and it's a midweek show where I muse on a topic that's come in from you, my most excellent listeners, whether that's on DM, email, or in the Facebook forum. And so this week's topic is on choosing your gurus wisely. And by this, I mean just being mindful of where you're getting your information, who you're getting it from, and being prepared to question it, even if you really like or admire the person sharing it. And I say this not as something I think you should be doing, I think it's something I should be doing also. But I'm broaching this topic, which is obviously huge um, and requires much more than a bullet points episode, so leave it with me while I'll find the um, correct guess. But I have noticed a few things. Firstly, I've noticed that all of us, me included, I'm guilty of this too, are quoting sources from social media as if they are as legitimate as peer-reviewed studies. And that's how really bad information can get spread. Secondly, many of you have been in touch, mainly on DMs actually recently, uh, sending me profiles of other people on Instagram and asking me what I think about them and whether I think they are legitimate. That is the word that comes up a lot. Is this person legitimate? Is this person for real? Can this person be trusted? What do you think of this person? And thirdly, it's become even more confusing and I think a lot of people are asking that on DM because it's become incredibly popular to brand yourself especially on Instagram bios in a way that engenders trust and gives the impression of credibility so many of the bios I'm being sent uh, recently I've been sent recently uh, the bios will say things like thought leader change specialist development evangelist and such other meaningless titles that imply a combination of experience and expertise but tell you very little about what that person's unique skill set is and how it could benefit you um basically it's completely meaningless um because I certainly, correct me if I'm wrong, if there is a university out there that is giving out a degree in thought leadership, then I will eat my shoe. But I don't believe that there is. Anyway, social media is the place where a lot of this bubbles to the surface, given that a lot of mainstream news and mainstream news feeds are thought to be dry, biased and untrustworthy and perhaps just not as appealing an interface as a social media platform. So that's where we've gone. And the thing with social media is it's very easy to find and align yourself with sources and information that make you feel comfortable. It's like finding a group of like-minded people at a party. It feels great. It's wonderful to feel included and it's glorious to be surrounded by people who validate your position on a variety of subjects. Doesn't make it right though. I can tell you about some groups of people I've uh, found myself in the corner with at a party and we should not be platformed because, you know, whatever. I blame the tequila. So here's the thing, though, that I've definitely noticed in over five years now of producing this podcast and trying with every episode to bring to you, my most excellent listeners, people that I think will give you helpful insights, legitimate expertise, and just will say things that will help someone who wants to hear that particular episode for whatever reason. And that is that the sources who are incredible, educated, legitimate, credible, all of the things that you want them to be, are probably the ones that you're not going to see on social media. Not in all cases, but in a lot of them. And we do have the algorithms to blame for that. Case in point, the post on Instagram on which I had the most engagement in the last six months is a quote I posted from the conversation I had with Davinia Taylor on the podcast. The quote posted was, 
Obesity is a slow death with a caption that asked, how do we talk about health and weight in a way that's constructive? My notifications went wild. My DMs were flooded and I had numerous emails from people. And it was a combination of outrage at the suggestion that obesity was a slow death. And well, it was basically, well, it was outrage at the suggestion that obesity was a slow death, but it was also a lot of people agreeing. And the algorithm loved that. The algorithm? The algorithm absolutely loved that. So it showed it to more people who they thought would think they would agree with it and showed it to more people who they thought would disagree with it. And so more people than usual saw that particular post. Now, bear in mind, I think it's around 4% of your followers actually see the post that you post. So when I post... It's not every single follower who is going to get that pushed into their feed. It is only 4% of them. So bear that in mind. So in order to get all the eyes on it and all the engagement on it that it got, it was spread even further by the algorithm because it was divisive. Now, the comments were full of people disagreeing and sharing their views on how outrageous, harmful and triggering a statement it was. And the fact that a lot of people who disagreed with it then shared it to their audiences also helped get more eyes on it. Just a side note, if you disagree with something or someone on social media, just don't engage with it because you'll just give them the oxygen of publicity if you do. Just walk on by, pretend that you didn't see it. Or just tell your friends on a WhatsApp group how terrible you think that person is. So out of context, the context being an hour-long conversation on the podcast with Divinia about her lived experience being obese and the lifestyle changes she had made to feel well again. It is a confronting statement. And truthfully, if I could go back in time and rephrase it, I probably would. But it was an interesting conversation and I do still think that there is something to be said about how do we actually talk about health and weight and all of those things. And I know that there are lots of different positions on that. So I was trying to get as many sources of information and viewpoints on it so that we could come to some sort of middle ground that would appeal to the most and be as helpful as possible anyway. But it was so confronting that it caused reactions ranging from really intelligent counter arguments to personal attacks in my DMs about how bad I was at my job. which was nice. So regardless of the post or the podcast itself, because I'm not talking about that particular episode or that particular social media post specifically, it just goes to show how, um, did I say specifically? Sorry, I'm a bit lispy with my Invisalign retainers. Specifically, it just goes to show how information gets spread and being deliberately contentious, argumentative and or controversial will get you engagement and followers. So if you have thought leader, for example, I'm not I'm not singling out any thought leaders, but if you have the intention of spreading your information as far as possible, one of the easiest ways to do it is to call yourself, give yourself a title that would imply that you have some sort of expertise and then be argumentative, contentious and or controversial in how you share your views. It's as simple as that. Does it make that Instagram account a good source of information? No, but it just means that person knows how to play the algorithm to get your eyes on their content. But as I said earlier, then it becomes complicated when that content or that viewpoint gets repeated. But let's talk specifics for a second and talk about beauty because I'm sure many of you know by now, my background is as a beauty writer for magazines and beauty content is huge on social media, lots of different platforms. Now for every Caroline Hirons who's talking about skincare with over 30 years of hands-on experience in the industry behind her, there are many, many people out there sharing inaccurate and potentially unhelpful information about skincare to their audiences. I mean, we only need to think about, if you haven't seen it, there was a video published by Vogue featuring Gwyneth Paltrow using SPF where she said she didn't like to use a lot of it, she just used it to highlight. And 
quite rightly, a lot of people in the skincare world, including Caroline, pointed out this is very, very bad information that, well, I mean, protect yourself, wear SPF people. Um, that, there are plenty of episodes in the back catalogue that explain to you exactly why. But saying that, you know, you just dot it on the high points of your cheeks is, is, an, is wrong, inaccurate and unhelpful. But Caroline is probably a poor example because she has a huge following and a highly engaged audience. But someone else with her sort of experience, say 20, 30 years plus in beauty, who has only recently joined Instagram, might find it extremely difficult to build a following and get engagement. But that doesn't mean their posts, insights and information aren't of the highest quality. And I know I've been guilty of it before. Someone says, oh, have you read so-and-so's social media posts? You look, they've got a million followers or 500,000 followers. And so you immediately follow as a reflex because you think, oh, they must be legit. But they might not actually be. Now, genuinely and obviously this isn't true across the board there are incredible people on instagram with huge followings who share really helpful and responsible content and there's every chance they have a team or insights in how to create content that the algorithm will support and just to be clear i'm not bashing the algorithm at all i'm actually and i've done this to myself i'm questioning the information i see and making sure that in repeating it i'm not inadvertently sharing misinformation the algorithm can show me what it, it likes but it's down to me to be discerning about what i follow what i trust right But it does bring to mind another aspect of this, which makes me a little bit sad. And that's when legitimate sources, so people with years of education experience in a specialist field, are distilling their expertise into TikTok dancers to get engagement. It works, but it makes me a bit sad that in order to educate people with accurate information, we have to resort to this kind of activity. Because actually... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is part of a much bigger discussion, but it can actually make that person or source seem less legitimate when in actual fact they're probably one of the sources that is the most legitimate and educated and credible and trustworthy on social media platforms. And again, this is something I want to um, have a wider conversation with people on the podcast about because I do think that we need to, well, I, I'm saying this because I know I need to and because of the messages that I've been receiving, it would imply that we want to figure out how to access really good information on social media platforms. So I guess that brings us to who we follow and why. And like I said earlier, it could be wonderful to find a place on social media platforms where your views are reflected back at you, your comments are liked and upvoted depending on which platform you're on, and you feel, well, correct about things. Isn't it lovely to say, I feel like this about something, and then for a billion people to say, you're absolutely right and I agree. Again, this is a topic I could talk about for a very long time with numerous people from all corners of the internet. And trust me, I am on the hunt to find them. And I try to invite guests on the show who will be able to share useful insights with you, my most excellent listeners. And I have to be honest, in the early days of the show, I'd often think that meant that they had to have a huge following too. I would invite people on. They had a big following and my wish, as well as recording them and having a great conversation with them on the show, would be that they would share it so that my show would get 
would be put in front of their followers because I thought that would that would be great. But honestly, as the show's progressed and I've spoken to more people, I've come to find that in many, many cases, it's the people with relatively small following, sometimes not even, they don't even care about Instagram at all or social media at all. But it's those people who spend their time practicing what they preach, getting better, honing their skills, earning more qualifications. They're the ones that share the most incredible amounts of useful, helpful and accurate information. And they're the episodes that I often get the most feedback about. So it's this it's a funny balance, both for me as a podcaster and just for me as somebody who uses social media to entertain myself and sometimes access information. But this is this is a starting point for a discussion, clearly, because there's a lot here and there's a lot I've said that can be unpacked and discussed in lots of different ways. So can we continue this discussion in the Facebook forum? The links to join, the link to join, I should say, is in the show notes, which can be found wherever it is that you are streaming and downloading this episode. In order to join, you have to answer, I think, it's one question and agree to the forum rules. Please do that. Please post. Just ask a question in the group because people are very forthcoming and helpful. And it's such a lovely corner of the internet that I'm so delighted to have um, curated, I don't know, built, made, borrowed. Uh, it feels very safe. So please do come over and join it. And I will post about this episode in there when the show goes live so that we can have this conversation. You can let me know what you think. And if there, if you followed anyone and then realized a little while later that actually maybe they weren't being as helpful as you thought they were, or the tone of something has suddenly changed and you've realized that you've had to look away from it, or you're struggling to find really good sources of information, let's have that conversation in the Facebook group and help each other find really really excellent people to follow uh, yeah let's let's share some links to brilliant resources as well because that's always a lovely thing to do for each other i really appreciate you listening please um as many of you have and it's why i created this episode but please don't hesitate to get in touch you can email me at the beauty podcast at gmail.com or you can dm me on instagram and twitter where i am at emma guns trust me when i tell you that hearing from you is my favorite part of this job genuinely so please don't be shy get in touch i love hearing from you thank you so much for listening i will see you on the next one 